0: officer verbally exploded saying, Mr. I have the authority of the federal government with me. Reaching into, his, reach, reaching into his rear pocket, he removed his badge and proudly displayed to the rancher, see this badge. You can't see it, but see it. <laughs> see this badge. This badge means I am allowed to go anywhere I wish. Or oh, on any land no questions asked or answers given have i made myself clear do you understand the rancher nodded politely apologized and went about his went about his chores a short time la- a short time later the old rancher heard loud screams looked up and saw the da officer running for his life being chased by the ranch's big center, crudest bull. It's huge. And if you can see that, you'll see that here. It's big. This big bull was chasing after this, 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 this DA officer. With every step, the bull was gaining ground on the officer. And it seemed likely that he'd, be, he'd, he'd sure enough get gored before he reached safety. The officer was clearly terrified. The rancher threw down his tools, ran to the fence and yelled at the top of his lungs, your badge, show your badge, show your badge, show your badge. (laughs) Oh, show your badge. Have you tried showing the bull or a gorilla your badge that you have authority? You and I believe God's given you and I authority, amen? Amen, he's given it. Sometimes that's what we do, show our badge. We just show our badge and we just flip our badge and say, I've got authority, I've got, I've, got, uh, I've got authority. So here are some key verses. Today I want to talk about the, the aspect of our, our disciples. Today I have to behave myself, I have to stay here. I can't walk down, I have to stay here. So uh, I won't tell you the reasons why. I'm a man under authority, so <laughs> I, accept, I, I accept what I've been told to do. So I'm going to stand here and behave myself. Hallelujah. And, and we're, we're, we are on the, the month of eight, March and April, we are touching on, we're, we're speaking about discipleship. Developing, or, uh, uh, developing a discipling culture. What does it mean to be a disciple? You've heard me share three things, and I want you to remember these words. Curious. Second is convinced. And the third is committed. So when we look at discipleship, we look at discipleship in this context, right? Many that came to Jesus, they were curious about who Jesus was. They saw his miracles. They did. They saw everything. And when they saw the miracles, there was something that convinced them about Jesus. So they became convinced about Jesus, right? But then Jesus put to them a, a, a question that was so difficult for them to grapple with. And it was this question Will you eat and drink? Will you eat my flesh and drink my blood? And that's when it began to thin away. That's when you began to find that it was only those who were committed. And he asked the disciples this. He asked Peter, actually. He said, So, Peter, will you also leave? And Peter's response was this To whom should we go? For you hold. What do you hold? the words of life, the words to this kingdom. You have everything that we need. That's what you hold. So it was then that he began to realize that from them being followers, when he called them, they were mere followers. And it came to a point where they needed to make a commitment. So many of us as Christians, we are curious. We are curious about this life that is in Christ. You know, I'm curious about this building or oh, we drive past. I've heard people say, I'm curious. So they, they come and they, they see, they experience a bit, but maybe they're not convinced, or maybe they're convinced and they come for a bit, but they're not committed. So they don't end up staying. So it is with, with, with our own Christian walk, what is it about us that needs to transition us from being convinced about Christ into being committed? Because what does it mean to be committed then? The question is asked. We heard this last week, it's about faithfulness an aspect of commitment is being faithful, that I must be faithful. That if he says to get out of the boat, will I get out of the boat? Or will I be wondering, if I do, I'm gonna sink, I'm gonna this, I'm gonna that, I'm gonna all of that. But he's just saying, no, will you be willing to blindly follow me? Will you be willing to trust? That's, that's the basis of discipleship. And so today, we wanna talk about an aspect that as disciples, there is something that he's given us. And what do you think is that? He's given us this amazing sense of authority. You and I have authority. And it's, it's not about flashing this badge. Every now and then when, some, when someone comes up, you know, who do you call? Ghostbusters. Who do you call? Who do you call? And why do you call the ghostbusters? Why do you call? Because they are committed to drive away every demonic spirit with their vacuum cleaner. I think they carry this thing at the back, and they, they, they suck the demon into this bag. Am I right? So who do you call? Now, yes, yesterday, I, I took a couple of neurophins because I was having this headache. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking through my message, working through things and different aspects. And can you imagine, not even once did it occur to me, why don't you pray? And I'm about to come and preach this message today. <laughs> shame on you! You must be thinking. But no, thankfully we do not come under shame. Praise God! My wife just told me that there's no more shame. Hallelujah! But we sometimes feel guilty. So anyway, early, somewhere, maybe two, thirty-three, I figured out. oh, I've got authority. I'm not going to pray. I'm just going to take authority. And it went. Because no matter how many neurophones I took, it was still there, pounding. And, you know, it's that, it's that irritation of that headache. And I hardly get headaches. So when I get it, it really is annoying. And, but the minute I took authority, something, something happened. And it was only later that I realized, oh, I did actually take authority. And so I want to touch on on this aspect uh, today, and there are going to be a lot of verses that I'm just going to go through. So I'm just going to fire away some verses to you. And my good friend right at the back there, he's got he's got all the verses, and he's going to be putting it up here. But if you can get onto your Bibles as well, please feel free to turn turn with me to that. And our first verse is in Luke chapter nine, verse one, verse one, and verse one and two. Um, I just need Tracy give me 10 minutes before 12. Thank you. And um, one day Jesus called together his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal, and to heal the sick. And to heal the sick, that's in uh, Luke chapter... Chapter 9, verse 1, right? One day Jesus called together the twelve. So he called them and he gave them. He gave them something. He gave them power and he gave them authority to cast out all demons. And do you remember me sharing about power and authority? Now, a police officer has both power and authority, right? Why, why, do, why has he got power and why do we know that he's got power and authority? We realize that whenever a police car drives past us, we immediately slow down right that's that's automatically we just we just do that right he's got he he doesn't exemplify his power by stopping the car but he lifts his hands and the cars would stop why because we recognize this delegated authority over this poli- over a police officer right matthew chapter 10 verse 1 jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. Now note, he gave them authority to cast out demons and he gave them authority to heal. He he gave them authority to heal all diseases. Not pray for healing. To heal. There's a distinction here and I want to share this today. Right? In Luke chapter 10 verse 19 he says, look, I have given you authority Over all, not some, over all power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. Nothing will. If you come across any of that, it's not going to injure you. That's the kind of power and authority that God has given us. Now, we don't hear this often. We hear messages at times that sometimes, you know, uh, tickles us to some extent. But we did to hear a message that says that you have something way more, you have, it's like TNT, you've got this power in you, you've got, you're, you are a, you're dynamite. That's who you are. That's who you are. And, and if you keep it, it's always just going to be there, it's always going to be only a potential aspect. Never something that you and I will begin to realize. Because some people have said this, that if, if you believe in what we call the, the cessation of these things meaning it has ceased after the Bible was written. No way. In fact, the Bible then gives us, it's like, it's like your book of ingredients to begin to cook this amazing meal so that when others begin to taste it and see, they know that God is good. Amen? God is so good. God is so good because you and I are dishing it out. We are creating this amazing meal for others to come because of the ingredients that are there within this amazing, amazing book. right? And when we stand on it and when we cook what is in there, the meal is always gonna be wonderful. It's always gonna be palatable. It's always gonna be nice to eat because the word of the Lord does say, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen, taste and see that the Lord is good. So Matthew chapter 28 verse 18, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority. So here Jesus is saying, now I've been given all this authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. And this is, this is the clincher. Be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So he says this to you and I. And then he says this. I am with you. So you are a sure winner. There is no such thing as fail. You and I will never fail in this. If we go, that's the question, if we go. If we stay, probably we will. But if we go, there will be no failure as such because he's with us. Amen. So what is authority that these passages of scripture highlight? What is that word authority? Now, the, the Strong's Concordance. Now, what is, what is the Strong's Concordance? It's this. Strong's is a book that gives you Right? It's, a, it's a fairly thick book, and it gives you, it's like, a, it's like the Webster's Dictionary. It gives you all of the different meanings of a particular word, and this, in the Greek, it means this, it means privilege, force, capacity, competency, freedom, delegated influence. And what does this delegated influence that Strong talks about here? It is authority, it is jurisdiction. So you and I have this jurisdiction. It's liberty. It's power, it's right, it's strength. So now imagine this. As, as, as I read this particular verse in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, Jesus called all, his, all of his 12 disciples together and gave them liberty. If I replace that with authority. Gave them jurisdiction. If I replace them, gave them rights, gave them strength to cast out, gave them the right to cast out all of these. So we replace that with, this, with these words and imagine what it now means to you and I. So we all know that God loves us. Amen. We sang that song wonderfully this morning. Oh, how he loves us. But have you ever thought of what delights him? What do you think delights the Lord? You know, I, I believe this. I believe that God delights as we pour ourselves out for the sake of his name, anyway. Anywhere we are, that we pour, our, pour ourselves out for his name. So in other words, his name is something that we use in a very powerful way. Whether we are out there having a meal and we pray in the name of Jesus, we declare his name. We declare his name in a particular restaurant and pray for the, for the people in that restaurant. We release that because we are ones that carry his presence. We have this authority, so when we release it, something is bound to happen. Something is bound to happen, right? So, God delights as we pour ourselves out. Now, in other words, you will feel his delight as you begin to act upon his name. So you, you and I, we, we become this, 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 this conduit. Why? It's largely because you will begin, or we will begin to see a follow-through of what he has said. When we use his name, when his name is declared within that, that aspect of authority, we will see a follow-through of, of what we want to see begin to happen. Why? Because when you act on his name, you create a conduit for him to actually act out. When we use his name, a door will be opened to us. That, that begins to happen. You know, it's as if you've hit this, 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 this red button or this green button when the doors are closed. Hit the green button and the doors begin to open. So that's what his name is like. You, you, you mention that and you bring that into perspective, something begins to happen. So now there are two questions I wanna ask us this morning. And it is this now, how much authority is included in this all authority in heaven and on earth? I mean, isn't that a fair question? How much authority do you think is included in this when he says, all authority is given. Because sometimes we act as if it's only some. But all authority is, you and I will know that it is all authority. No matter where you go, whether it's in the Greek or Hebrew or whatever, it'll still read as all, uh, all authority. And the second question is this, what does this confidence in Christ's total authority unleash in the lives of those who really, be- who really believe this? What does this confidence in Christ unleash in you? When you know that you are a person that's walking with this amazing authority, what is it going to unleash in you today? Right? When Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, he obviously means that this authority has been given to me by my Father. So his Father has given this authority to him. So the question here is, did he not have this authority even in eternity past? Didn't Jesus have that authority? Now, here are a couple of verses that I want to share with us. It says here in John chapter 1, verse 1 to 4, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and life was the light of man. So in him, as it says here, the word gave life to everything that was created, and and his life, and his life. The next part, please. Okay, let's, yes. And his life brought light to everyone. And his life, brought light to everyone. So as you, as you see that there, his life brought light to each and every one of us. So he had authority before, we, we know that. So Jesus was always and has always and will always be God. He is with the Father and he is the creator of the universe. But there is a distinction that I want to touch on today. Before coming to earth, God the Son existed. But Jesus, God man, did not yet exist, Amen. He did not yet exist. He existed with all authority as God's son, but the God-man Jesus incarnate had not yet died for sinners. And so the sentence of condemnation over his people, and this is crucial, over his people had not yet been stripped from Satan's hand by the shedding of his blood. But the God-man Jesus, or the incarnate, crucified and risen, he was triumphant over sin and Satan we are about to today is passion sunday this coming week is going to be good friday and easter we're going to be celebrating this aspect and exalted to the right hand of god and in and and installed as the lord of the universe secured something he secured an authority that had come to him because he had obeyed that he now gives to us So he secured this this authority when he came, as man. So he had to come as man, so that as man, he could secure this authority and give it to you and I. So today, you and I, as men and women, we have this authority that Jesus has now given to us. That is why he says, greater things will you do, because I go to the Father. So the things that Jesus has done, we will begin to do, because he's given you and I that authority. So isn't that great news? Yes. Shouldn't I just stop here at this moment now because that's all we need to hear today, that he's given us the authority, amen? Yes. Amen, that's, that's great, yes. done deal. He's given us his authority, let's now function in this authority, hallelujah. And you all must be thinking, praise God, we get to go home early, hallelujah. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> coming soon though, coming soon, coming soon. So yes, the son of God always had total authority. In heaven and on earth. But when he had done the great work of redemption once and for all, God exalted him. He exalted this God man. He exalted our Redeemer, right, to his right hand. And now, and as never before, put the rule of the universe, put the church, the mission of the church, into his hands. And that's why we say he's the head of the church. And we are his body. And so the body needs to come together. Has Not sporadically, not sometimes, but every time. Every week when there's an opportunity for us to come together, we must come together because the head is calling us into action. The head is wanting to release into us the provision we need to continue in that place of authority that he positions us. Amen? Amen. So how much authority is included in this all authority in heaven and on earth? So there are... First, a very important aspect to consider is this, that this authority is not, a ther- uh, is not authority to potentially rule. It is authority to actually rule. It is actual authority, not potential. So this is actual authority for you and I to rule. Genesis 128 said that too, when Adam and Eve were first created. Right? So, here... How extensive is this authority to rule? It says, all authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. So I just want to leave you with just four Bible passages here about Jesus being given all of this authority, right? And they're in four different categories. So the first category is this, that all authority as the Son of God, in John chapter 1, verse 3, it says that all authority as the Son of God, first, in His act of the Creator of all things, God created Everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. So Jesus is the person within the Trinity that was part of this whole creation of creating the universe. The second verse is this: We see his authority. Secondly, in his sus- in, in sustaining the world, in him sustaining this, sustaining the world, holding it in holding it in being by the word of his power. So he holds the word the world together. Why do we know that? Let's look at a couple of verses here. He is the radiance of the glory of God in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 and the exact imprint of His nature and He upholds the universe by the word of His power. He upholds the universe by the word of His power in Hebrews. Colossians 1.17 says it, says it wonderfully as well. He is before all things and in Him all things are held together, or all things hold together. So in him, all things hold together. We think it's gravity. No, but it's Jesus who made gravity, who gave it that name, right? And holds all of these things together. The third aspect is is this. So uh, maybe before this, let let me say, so everywhere in the universe, everywhere in the universe, whatever that happens, it only happens because God allows it. If the Lord doesn't allow that to happen, it ain't going to happen. Because He holds all of these things together. So we see the extent of His authority now governing all of nature as well. Right? Are not two sparrows in Matthew chapter 10, verse 29, sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your Father. So nothing will fall to the ground apart from your Father. So... Here the word of the Lord is saying, even the smallest animal, even this, nothing's going to happen to that animal if the Lord doesn't allow that to happen. Now, what will that do to you and I when you know that's the kind of confidence we have in this amazing father? What should it do to you and I? What do you think? What would it it do to you when you know this is the kind of father that you have that will just not allow anything to happen to you? Unless he permits it. And if he permits this, means he's got a good reason. A very good reason. Can you and I now come to a place and say, God, I now enter your rest. I want to enter your rest. We've got a soccer coach that has come from Brazil. He's traveled, he's moved around 22 times, or 20 times in 22 years, something along those lines, right? He's moved. Why? Because of the call of God upon his life, he's decided to leave it. And you know what he told me the other day? He says, I don't have, uh, I don't hold to things. I just give it away. I just give it away. So he thought, as, he, as you heard him share last year, he thought after going back to Brazil last year or two years ago, or I think 2016, that was it. And suddenly, there was this passion inside. There was this calling that said, go, go, go. And his family have agreed. And we're praying. Please keep praying. We're praying for the family's visa to be approved so that they could be here too. But you know, praise God, he's come. And you know what? We managed to get him a car at an incredible deal. We managed to get him the house that he, his wife, looked for it over there in Brazil. We went so the wife is the real estate over there looking for the house and Francis and Lamartini La went there and they both signed the dotted line. It was all approved. And so many other things are, are just happening. You know, because as we've been told, we play, uh, we play checkers, but God's playing three-dimensional chess. God's moving things around. So that's the confidence. When you know that that's the confidence, what, will ha- what, what can happen to you and I? Come on, church, what, what do you think can happen to you and I? Right? You can... Say that again. You can do anything. Anything that he says for you to do. That's what, that's, that's what it is. You can do anything. Today, there should not be a cap over you. Today's message is about this. There shouldn't be a cap over you. Right? I better remove mine too. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so physically, I've taken it. Now you know that there is no cap over me or over us. Hallelujah. Now, the third aspect is this... Uh, it, um, when, when Christ rules over even the tsunamis, the tsunamis, not the tsunamis, the tsunamis. So in Luke chapter 8, 25, why I say that, it's this. In Luke chapter 8, verse 25, it says, who then is this? The apostle cried that he commands even the winds and water and they obey him. He commands and he speaks to them and they obey him. Now, so this is not just a 21st century thing here that, oh, now it doesn't happen now. No, he can. He can speak. Right. He can speak to that too. Amen? He can speak to nature. And the last aspect here is this. The last aspect in Mark chapter 1, verse 27. And they were all amazed. We see his authority over Satan. And they were all amazed. So that they questioned amongst themselves, saying, what is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. Yes, they do. They did then, they do now. They did then and they do now. And Satan cannot touch the children of God without permission in one John five eighteen. It says that. One John five eighteen. Amazing. Amazement gripped the audience and they began to discuss what had happened. We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning. For God's son holds them securely. And the evil one cannot touch them. What an amazing confidence. The evil one cannot touch touch you and I. So what does this then now do to all of us? Right? The extent of Jesus' authority is over all things and every facet of life. So this is what Jesus says to us. You will do greater things than I. All authority is given to you. Now go. So all authority is given to me. Nothing will harm you. As you go. So the point here is is that it is only as you go that nothing is going to harm you. I will be with you always. These are the promises that he has said. So just to recap Strong's Definition of the word authority. It means this privilege is given you. Privilege I give you privilege. I give you a force, capacity, competency, freedom, delegated influence. And delegated influence is this authority. Layla, can you imagine? You've got authority. You got jurisdiction. You got liberty. You got power. You got right. You got strength. The Webster's dictionary. I thought I'll check what the Webster's dictionary says. It says power to influence or command a thought, opinion, or behavior. It is your right. That's what it says. In the English language, it's 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 defined as right. This is my this is my right. And I want to I want to read this passage of, of scripture from Acts chapter 3, verse 1 to 8. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day, he was put beside the temple gate. Each day. The one called the beautiful gate so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them, for some money so Peter and John is about to enter and then he says can you give me some money can you give me some money so this is imagine someone standing out there you're coming into church in, in through those gates in through those doors and this person is asking can I have some money to go to McDonald's I haven't had breakfast can I have some money can I have some money and you respond, and he's got you know probably crutches or something along those lines and, and your response is this: that when he saw Pete, uh, Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, "Look at us." The layman looked at them eagerly, expecting some money, so his expectations were raised when Peter and John said, "Look at me." and then Peter said. I don't have any silver or gold for you. But I'll give you what I have. Friends, that's powerful. I'll give you what I have. What is it that you have? If you have weakness, you give weakness. If you have shame, you give shame. If you have guilt, you give guilt. But if you have authority... You give that person the very authority that is inside of you that that Jesus has given you and I. Right? So he gave them this. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold. But in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him as he did. The man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up stood on his feet and began to walk then walking leaping and praising God he went into the temple with them imagine that happening here jumping and leaping and praising God and coming in coming why do you think we ask you to dance in this house because you are healed amen so if you are healed jump and dance and celebrate the goodness of the Lord right but notice Peter didn't pray for this man He also didn't ask God to heal him. He simply said this, such as I give thee, such as I give you. This didn't mean that Peter, of course, was the source of that authority. And he makes that very clear in Acts chapter 3, verse 12, which is the next verse, says this. And when Peter saw it, he answered the people, you men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why do you look so earnestly on us? As though by our own power or holiness, we had made this man well. So he immediately, he immediately addresses this issue. Hey, don't look at us. It's not us. It's, it's, it's Jesus Christ the Nazarene that others that you know was crucified. You know that he was crucified. He's the one who's given us this authority. So the, the Lord never told us really to pray for the sick. Do you realize that? There are probably a couple of portions that it says, but it is in context. But most of it has been in this sense. Right? There is a big difference between the two. Right? Where it says that He told us to heal the sick. He didn't say to pray for the sick. He said to heal the sick. Right? And the difference is this, that it has to do with us operating in the authority that He has already given us. So if you look at these commands the Lord gave His disciples. Here are a few more of these commands. It says, Then He called the twelve disciples, as I mentioned that, and He gave them power. That's in Luke chapter 9. Matthew chapter 10, He says, And He called the twelve disciples and He gave them this, this power. And as you preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. In Matthew 10, verse 78. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils or cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely now give. So that aspect freely you receive, freely you 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 give. And you know when you when you've got the authority, you can freely give. Because you're receiving it free and so the more you give, what what do you think is going to happen? The more you are the more you're going to receive The more you give The more you're going to receive So give it away Give it as quick as you can Give it away as quick as you can Right? It's like electricity There is electricity If, 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 if we turn all the lights off Can we just turn the lights off? Praise God I've got authority There you go See the lights go off now let's turn it on. So, it is, it is at our fingertips we can turn the lights on. Amen. All of the lights, as, as all of the lights come on. Why? Because there's power that is flowing into, but it is all dependent on us. If we don't flip the switch, it ain't going to come on. So, power is operating in you. But if you don't flip the switch Authority is not going to take place You and I can say all of this Till kingdom come Right And believe me His kingdom will come But as the power flows in you Flip the switch friends Turn it on Turn it on Because as you see When the light comes on It benefits all of us So when you flip the switch It's going to benefit someone When you begin to exercise your authority, the authority that he's given you, something amazing is going to happen. So as I begin to conclude here, I want to conclude with this, with this verse. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. They came back and they reported to him, even these 72 came. But immediately, he says this. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all of the power of the enemy and you can walk among the snakes, scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your name your names are registered in heaven. So, and that's important because when we know where our domain is, we operate out of heaven. So he was trying to get them not to be focused on this petty aspect because to him, authority was a petty thing. It was something that you and I would just need to be functioning in anyway. But what he's wanting us to consider is this, hey, where is your domain? Where is your source for this authority? Where does it come from? That's it. That's this aspect. Right? And, and, and finally, this is really finally. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. If we can have that up there. Oh, thank you, my friend. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Right? That's what He's given us. So when all is said and done remember Jesus has absolute power. He has power over the mission of this church. He has power over our lives. And because of the delegated power that comes, maybe the next time don't pray when you're unwell. Begin to heal. Begin to utilize the authority that's that's in you and just say in the name of Jesus be healed that takes a lot of faith because most often we pray because we're trying to build up the faith to believe that something is going to happen but when you say be healed in Jesus name you remove yourself out of that and you are focusing on the fact that Jesus can heal and will heal and you are releasing yourself into that place of authority Try it, church. It's going to take a bit of practice. It's going to take a bit of entering into this place of revelation. As God brings you into this place of understanding and of revelation. And when you begin to exercise that, just see what is going to happen. Hallelujah. So today I believe that the Lord, I I really believe the Lord has really laid this on my heart to remind us of of this amazing commission of the great commission that He's given the disciples and that we are to go. As I've, you may have heard me say this before, two thirds of God's name is go, right? God and two thirds of it is go. So if, 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 we, if we follow His name, then two thirds of our Christian work needs to be about going, amen? Amen, so how many want to be commissioned today in the context, now hear this very carefully, you may already know this, what I've shared today, and you may already be functioning in this. So please don't feel free. I mean, please feel free. Please don't feel free. (laughs) Please feel free to not necessarily respond to this, okay? What I want you to do is, I want you to think very carefully. If it's this commission that you want to be commissioned in this aspect of authority, and believe that as the authority was given to the disciples today, God is revisiting this in your life. Not that you don't have it, it is there, but we want to revisit the truth of this authority in our lives. Amen? So what is happening right now is not some mantra or something that's gonna come over you, but it is an, it it is an, uh, uh, what's the word, it is an uh, flipping the switch. It is about really flipping the switch in each one of us and if that's if if that's what you want and if that's what you feel today you know you say lord i've heard this i've heard this heard this message today and something tugs in my heart that says that i i want to be able to function in that authority i want to i i I want to uh, be be bold in being able to function in this authority and it's going to be a it will be a learning curve but as we practice with God God's gonna God's gonna be the one that will take us through Amen so if that's who you are can I just invite you to stand please stand if that's that aspect of authority thank you Jesus